here's one thing that I, I, I wanted to say. What about that Saka penalty claim at the weekend? Because you were silent on that in the in our, oh, in our yeah, little group chat. And I thought, well, I'm just going to leave that. But I wonder if you do you have a strong opinion on that? Or are you are you willing to to concede that the referee got it correct? It's not worth it. <laughs> I mean, well, it's I'd, one, it's, I, I would rather talk about what I would rather talk about in terms of penalties is, for example, the it's going to be the tugging in the shirt in the, the Tottenham and stuff like game. that. Because I think there was okay. there was a penalty given and there was a penalty not given in that game, and I think. The reason why I want to talk about the Tottenham penalty that was given last season, the penalty that Ali won is a hundred percent a penalty. My mm-hmm. interpretation of the rule change would mm-hmm. was a made me surprised that it was given to Deli Ali because the what Deli Ali did was a classic sort of Jamie Vardy. He leaves a trailing leg, putting a body to be touched. Yeah. And it's one of those where, under the new rule change, take that out of context, Joe. I don't know whether that <laughs> is, I don't know whether it is or isn't a penalty. What I what I know is that last year it definitely was, and this year, I'm surprised they may have given it. But I, my understanding was with the rule change, that could easily not have been given. So I don't know what you guys think about that. I can't remember it. I'm gonna have a quick. I'm watch. Now. I'm watching it now. It's a tough one because I think in slow motion you can see absolutely he is deliberately leaving his leg out and is playing for the penalty with no desire to go and get the ball whatsoever. I think something that the the way the game used to be refereed in the noughties and still is sometimes refereed, you sometimes see it, you sometimes hear it spoken about by referees, is you, you can't get a penalty if you're not, like as a general rule, uh, obviously, there are exceptions, but you're not supposed to be able to get a penalty if you're not, if you were in possession of the ball and you kicked the ball away in order to get a foul. So you are no longer in possession of the ball. You are not in a position to score or a position to pass or a position to do anything. And you just kick the ball away because at that point, the the possession, the play is over. If, you, if you're kicking the ball out, um, but as you're getting, as you're, proceeding to get some contact on you you see it often with uh if a player gets a shot on and then there's a late challenge there is will be no penalty given because the advantage the play has has gone into fruition and it was a genuine challenge if it's a two-footer from behind you'll get the penalty because now we're dealing with a different kind of foul a different type of infringement that falls under a different part of the rules however I, I, I would like to see that more. And under that, I think that would fall under this one as well, because Deli Ali has just gotten the ball, immediately sees it coming. He's kicked it completely away. You can see what he's doing. I think the thing that's tough um, for the referee is that the goalkeeper has come out really quickly and he's put his leg out as well. So I think you have two players that are both in the wrong, where Deli Ali is clearly trying to initiate the contact. But also the goalkeepers initiated the contact. So I think when you watch it in 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 real time, I can understand why the referee is given the penalty. Albeit, I would like to see sort of some clearer um, statement on what happens when a player is running through 
and they've tried to initiate the contact and they kick the ball away and just fall to the floor upon running into a player. Because if Dele Alli goes around the goalkeeper, then there's no contact. Um, and if the goalkeeper doesn't come out as he does, there's no contact. So there's no penalty in both instances. So I think there's there's kind of a, a two-person one. But let's I'm gonna you can talk and I'm gonna continue watching to see the the one that wasn't given potentially. No, it's interesting you say that because I just watched it and in real time, when I saw it in real time, it looked it looked a penalty. And then mm. when you see the slow motion and he's literally waiting to be touched, he's waiting to go down. Uh, he sees the keeper coming. He puts the ball yeah. away. He He's not almost taken down. He waits for it and then goes down in a way, in a weird sort of way. But the keeper yeah. has in has put enough contact on him that it's substantial. It's not yeah. minimal contact. He's made the decision to go out. You take the risk when you do that. There's substantial contact there. But I don't know. It feels like when you add the context, that's when you start seeing it as not a penalty. But when you look at it mm. in terms of, well, the keeper's made that decision. The keep, No matter what Deli Ali's done with the ball, he's put substantial mm. enough contact on him there in a goal scoring opportunity that mm. and as well in real time you give that as the penalty and I think VAR looked at that as well and said even with the contact uh change this season where it needs to be a lot more substantial that that ticks that box still so I see why it's been given how does that differ to the second penalty incident? Well, I've not seen show? that one yet, so maybe I'll have a quick look. Well, I think with the second penalty incident, the difference is not... It, 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 the difference is two players coming together and trying to make a, a, an attempt to play the ball. Whereas you, you, you can... Um, I think one argument would be... Um, potentially the argument you would make, Adam, is that like the Deli Alley one, both players are trying to initiate contact. Both the, both the goalkeeper and Deli Ali in the Deli Ali penalty are both attempting to initiate contact in order to, to make some sort of play. The goalkeeper is trying to not concede the goal and block the ball, and Deli Ali is trying to get a penalty. But in the second one, there's a slight different... And in the second one, the same thing is happening because both players are making an attempt to get the ball and both players initiate the contact because they're coming together with both their legs as they move towards the ball. Um, but I think there's a difference of... There is a difference of kind which can uh, differentiate the two because I think in the second one, as opposed to um, Deli Ali trying to initiate, the con- initiate contact with the goalkeeper... Both of the players are making a direct play for the ball, whereas Deli Ali is doing the opposite. He's not. He's deliberately trying not to play the ball. So I think the difference is that when you have two players that are equally trying to play the ball, one of them gets the ball and there's a there's a slight argy bargy, and the player that has slightly missed the ball doesn't do big enough contact to warrant the player going down, which, as we've seen under the new guidelines, is going to be a higher standard now. I think the referee tends to not give a penalty in that instance. Whereas in the other instance, where Deli Ali is doing something more negative in the sense that he's being more passive rather than active, um, 
you have the the defending goalkeeper that has the overwhelming contact whereas in the other situation you have two players that are like a sort of two magnets going against each other they're 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 both of their contacts sort of cancel each other out whereas in the Delhi Alley instance the goalkeeper's contact is the overwhelming one that creates the uh creates the infringement it creates the the contact more so than in the uh the second one but obviously you can disagree with that I just thought, go on. <laughs> so Damn generous. Um, I think when you like, when you add the context, and Deli Ali knows what's happening, and in the other one, they're both like they don't really know. The guy doesn't know to, to he's going to go down, and it's going to be a penalty. He's trying to win the ball. So in that sense, I think it looks worse on Deli Deli Ali, and the other one. You know, it, I think when you put the context there, it looks bad in terms of the first one being given and the second one not. But when you look at the actual contact, I think regardless of what's going through the players' heads, the goalkeeper contact is a lot more substantial. And so I see why that one was given, because I think they're, they're not looking at the sort of, you know, nuances they're looking at the the cold hard facts and that's how much contact was there in the second one was there enough contact for the wolves player to go down that easy and i don't think there was what what do you think adam i i was just i like that example in the game because it's two penalties that are very similar as we've sort of said but there is a difference between the two and it I think they're a good example. They're two good examples in relation to the new rule change. Although I think it's still clear the rules are a little bit muddled. Because when you listen, to, for example, Joe talking about Deli Ali's being negative in the first one, yet he gets the penalty. Whereas when mm. the two players are going for the ball, a player is late and catches another player, but that's not the penalty. You think, oh, that's not right. It should be if Deli Ali's playing for a penalty and being negative, yeah. he doesn't deserve the penalty. But I, I agree on the second penalty. I think the new rule of contacts, I think, is used fine. I think if it was given, I don't think I would have a huge issue with it because there is contact there. And obviously, I'm still, and I'm sure other people are still getting used to the rule changes. So if that had been given, like, I wouldn't really battered too much of an eyelid about it but I think under the if when you add the context of the new rule and you think about it I think it's perfectly reasonable not to give the penalty because I don't think there is enough contact although the challenge comes in late and yeah I, I think it's just an interesting example of the of still how close and what the how fine the margins are between penalties even with the rule change they've just implemented what do you think, think about it's also, this rule change? Sorry, sorry go on. What, no, I was say, just going to say, and it, and it comes into that, what you think about the rule changes and things. Because I think we've seen a lot of changes to the rules um, in recent years. The International Football Association Board, also known as IFAB, has been much more in the news in the last few years than I can ever remember, making lots of different rule changes and trialling different things. Ever since, if anything, um, you had the the ghost goal in the World Cup and all of a sudden you can start using technology and VAR has come in. You've seen lots of different changes and things. 
And I think no matter what rule changes you make, it can't, sometimes often comes back to what the absurdity is, no matter what the rules are, is whether there's this, there's this almost this football morality. <laughs> I'm going to use a law reference now. Okay. In, in law, we, we, in, in law and in, in, in the philosophy of law, when you're talking about what law is, no matter what you think, generally there is some sort of admitted moral content in the law. There's something inside that says whether something should be a law and how it should be, how a law should be um, administered and applied and, and all this sort of thing. And I think it's the same with the rules of the game. There is something like Adam saying, I think it's right. There is a difference of kind. There is a way that we can delineate between the second penalty claim where two players are coming together and the first one where Deli Ali is passive as opposed to uh, active, as opposed to positive. But then does that difference mean that Deli Ali should win a penalty? On the current rules, seemingly so. But that makes us feel, well, that's wrong. He doesn't deserve to have the penalty there. If anything, the honest challenge between the two players warrants a penalty more than the Deli Ali one, where he's been passive and done something that is not deserving, is not right to be given a penalty. And I think a lot of the rule changes that we've been seeing, a lot of the VAR, a lot of things like that, it, it can often come down to a, an emotion of what does the player deserve? And a lot of the dissatisfaction example with some of the the red card rules we've had in the past and things like that comes down to well, that wasn't deserved that wasn't that didn't feel right and then we have a debate that kind of goes around that um so it's i think it'd be interesting as to when you're talking about what do we think of these rule changes whether they produce a greater sense of oh well that that seems more deserved that seems matches more what the public believe football rules to be because the football rules exist as they are on paper they exist as they're applied in fact and then they kind of exist in the shared sort of hearts and minds of the people that are watching the game week in week out day in day out and kind of have this conception of what the rules are and they're quite there are quite a few rules like I was talking about the one where if you kick the ball away and then you go down after a challenge you don't get the penalty that's not written down in the FIFA rules yeah, it's something, it's a, it's a conception of the rules that's just accepted by an awful lot of people. Um, and it's interesting how those three different conceptions, what the rules actually say, how they're applied, and what the sort of the, the, the consensus is amongst the public, how those kind of interact with each other. So I, th I think the more physical nature of the game that's going to be allowed with the new rules will be good for those things. But I don't know about the rest and what everybody else thinks. And that concludes the law segment of our show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Bye, guys. I'm leaving now. <laughs> do you go. think if... Um, there's a legal with question. the Deli Alley one, do you think... Oh. Do you think there's a sort of um, a boundary as to how far he could have kicked the ball away? For instance, if he kicked it away further in terms of he, there's absolutely no way he's going to get to that. Do you think it would still be given as a penalty? I think it's how early he did it. I think if he kicked it away much sooner and then went down, I think also if he had, say, if he, say, had a shot and the shot goes wide. Yeah. 
and he then does the thing where he leaves his leg out and the goalkeeper's still coming out and they collide. I think most people accept that's not a penalty because the ball's gone, the chance is gone, the phase of play is over, the ball is dead. Um, and then it's just how do you how do you sort of differentiate that? How do you differentiate that from a uh, an, an example where Dali Ali is running through, same thing happens, but instead of having a shot and it goes slightly wide, he just sorts of over dribbles it and it goes out. I think that's more of a grey area. Um, my 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 intuition would be the earlier he kicks it out, the more obvious that the phase of play is over and then the tackle is kind of extraneous. It's 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 not connected to the play. But it's it's kind of almost a nebulous thing. I think I see it often where a player has a shot and then the challenge comes in and the phase of play is over, so it's not given. But less so when the with the dribble ones. Um so yeah. If it was I, a lot more blatant, he's just kicking the ball away, sort of thing. Do you think there would be no? I penalty? think I think it's interesting that referees aren't as alive to this as you would think as I would like to think. Because you would like to think if referees have sat down and have half somewhat concocted this these new standards that they're going to apply, which again I don't think for most of these changes, none of the actual rules of the game have changed. So going back to my legal analogy, this is the second prong of how we see the laws of the game. This isn't what the laws say or what the public think. This is how they're applied by the referees. This is a different prong and it's controlled by the Referees Association. And they've got together and supposedly after each game week, they get together somewhere and review all the incidents and they did so, and many of them, they agreed on certain instances were wrong, such that they, they changed the rules. It's, it's, if considering they do that, it is interesting that they haven't got together and seen lots of these types of plays before. Adam often talks about how Jamie Vardy does this in most games, or all games against Arsenal, <laughs> where he else. does, and everyone else. <laughs> I don't want to see you just watch every single Leicester game now so you can sort of you've got a tally on your wall like a prisoner every time Jamie Vardy's won a penalty I've run out of wall wrongly you've run out of wall (laughs) so um, it's interesting that they haven't gotten together not interesting but maybe perhaps worrying and showing of their you know their underlying quality that they haven't gotten together and sort of identified this and and almost and talked about it or said anything on it because it is a bit of a it's it's a type of penalty that's given, um, and I think like we're seeming to encounter, there's a it's a grey area that people, it's not really there's nothing to there's no um, uh, sort of black and white way of saying oh this is a penalty this is not a penalty, and so it's open to interpretation. Um, I think it's interesting, Marlon when you say about like is there a certain boundary or distance yeah because the issue with that is that if you say five yards is the distance you then have to take into account it's a bit like for example the reason why i can say jamie vardy and i can point out Deli alley in such a a way is that these are players you know are going to play for that penalty Whereas there are other players, if they get brought down, you think it's a bit more innocent. 
Whereas you know Jamie Vardy and Deli Ali are playing for that penalty. And I think if you did, if you were to talk about and say, say, five yards is the is the limit, you then have to try and take into account well, how quick is the defender? How quick is the forward? It, it reminds me, there was a, a situation in an Arsenal versus Aston Villa game last I year. I knew you were going to say this. I, I, could, I, could, I was just picturing it in my head. Because? The halfway line challenge. Bukayo Saka is 35 yards out on goal, but he's one-on-one, right? He, he is one-on-one on goal because he is half a yard above the, uh, in front of the defender and he is quicker with the ball than the defender is. So that he is one-on-one in that situation, yet he gets brought down and it's not a red card. But that's a case of where they have not taken into account... In my mind, as an Arsenal fan, having watched Bukayo Saka, there is no way that Aston Villa player is getting back to stop that. Therefore, it's a one-on-one. And it's that kind of, how do you take into account... You have to try and take into account the attacking player and the defending player's ability... Uh, even like their physical attitude, how quickly can yeah. they get to the ball, that kind of thing. And it's it's impossible, is, is the fact... And yeah. for example, with the Bukayo Saka one, it makes sense that that's not given because it's 35 yards out. But as a fan who's watched the player, I know he's one-on-one in that situation and there's nothing they can do. But I don't think you can expect the ref to know that necessarily. So then again, you come back to this grey area of, I, I don't know whether you can set a boundary of how far the player kicks the ball away. I think going back to Joe's law case, um, oh yeah, there's certainly this in my dissertation soon. <laughs> I think there's certainly a sense of morality in it because when Jamie Vardy, when Deli Ali, when Mo Salah, when Bruno Fernandez win penalties, you look at them and you go, "That's a soft penalty," and it's frustrating because, as I think we agree, Deli Ali's penalty is a penalty. It's just frustrating because of the way he's won it. My thing with mm-hmm. the rule changes. I don't see how... I think it will stop some of the sort of more divey where there's very minimal contact, like Mo Salah got a lot and Bruno Fernandes has had a lot. Yeah. Um, it stops some of those, but there's still always going to be the sense of injustice mm. because a lot of Jamie Vardy's penalties are penalties. That's the frustrating part about it. If you yeah. leave your trailing leg and the keeper comes and wipes it out, I mean, the keeper's... They're, they're the mm. but it's so I think you're still going to have the sense of injustice it, mm. it will help but I mean to what extent remains to be seen I think, I think you're right yeah uh, go on man no I think you're right in terms of you cannot use quantitative measurements in, in order to you know define what constitutes a penalty and what isn't I knew of, you were going to bring that up <laughs> pictured in my mind <laughs> in terms of the Saka case in the word quantitative looks so good in my mind let me tell you <laughs> nice big cue he's effectively one on one on the halfway like if you just put a quantitative measurement and say <laughs> <laughs> and say he's so far out from the goal you know this is not going to be a red card or anything I don't think you can do that. Like you say, you need to, the key word is context. You need to know what's happening. You need to be able to, that's why so much of it is subjective and it's down to 
the referee's discretion in terms of you need to know what's going on in the game. And when I said if Deli Ali had kicked it further, is there a boundary? I wasn't necessarily talking, you know, in terms of the rules, in terms of like five yards is that's not a penalty say, or whatever. Say the Q word. Um, <laughs> um, I'm talking in terms of that situation using your own, you know, discretion and the context if it had gone a lot further and you can see he's not going to win it or he's not going to get to that ball he's he's just blatantly kicked it away that would not be a penalty but then the contact the the, the contact and everything has still happened mm. so i think i think the part of the problem with the the refereeing and the decisions is it's football it's subjective you need to see things in context. Mm. Every situation is different. There's so many variables. What if there'd been a Spurs player there who can pick up the ball when Deli Ali's kicked it away? Or what if they hadn't? You know, you can't just have measurements all the time. It's like quantitative measurements where that's a penalty, that's not a penalty, that's a red card, that's not a red card. Because you can't do it. Like you say, Adam, it's impossible to referee the game like that. Hmm. I think it's interesting because it's like a subject for a podcast in and of itself like how are the rules interpreted how are they made how are they applied and I think both of you like alluded to that sense of well how much should we take into account context how much should we take into account is it fair is it just for example to take into account that Deli Ali we know that when we see that body shape, when we see the leg come out, we know exactly what Deli Ali is doing because we have seen it so many times before. Are we allowed, is a referee allowed to take into account that rap sheet of previous instances in which Deli Ali or Jamie Vardy have done the same thing? And I don't thus, think you can do that because that's well, the, prejudice. I, 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 would, I, would ag- I would agree. I would totally agree with that. But then what we've seen is that there is certain context to the way we make decisions for example when the the VAR official goes to the board and looks at a replay in slow motion you are adding a layer of context that didn't exist in real time and so there is this fine line between well how do we allow uh, the referee to interpret a certain decision and a certain rule to apply to that decision Um, and then how does that uh, attribute to our conception of whether something is deserved or not because I think the more you take into account the context the more you invite the possibility of prejudicing a decision because a player has done something in the past but on the other hand if you do allow that context in for example and you Delhi Ali does not get the penalty then perhaps you get a better um, that that type of application gets a better reception in terms of what is deserved because I think we all agree that Delier doesn't really deserve that penalty in that instance necessarily because of the way the way he's acted yet that's not the way that the the rule is applied so you there's kind of that interesting balance that has to go on and you know whether the rules and the application thereof should go for you know trying to get things as deserving as possible or whether they should accept that it's it's flawed and that referees are flawed and that the rules are flawed and that they're rigid and that we just apply them as we apply them and these little cases that 
the come up of the trailing leg of the kind of penalties that we see in certain scenarios and the kind of absurdities that come out they're just going to happen and there's nothing we can do about them it, it, it's interesting very I, interesting I, think I can picture bring, it in my mind <laughs> i think to bring us back to answer the question that sparked this all off was it a penalty on saka well to quote joe on twitter it was a penalty Oh, he's got it ready. <laughs> I can even see that on my Xbox. Oh, I look. Joe weird. said it himself. I, I, I don't. I, I don't want to contradict you because you're in such a lovely moment. You might be able to create a mental picture from this euphoria you're experiencing. I don't want to deprive you of that um, by bringing you back down to to reality. Um, <laughs> so yeah. But it, but it, but it's an interesting one, and it'll be interesting to see if there's more stuff like that as we see the rules applied in the future. Think of um, the David Luiz and the Bednarek oh, red cards last season. Because like, that that comes straight to the heart of they are undeserved penalties to the point the rule last year, and I think it's still the same this year, is if you make an honest attempt to play the ball. Mm-hmm. It's to do with making an honest attempt to play the ball. And I mean, David Luiz was just trying to get on side. He was just trying to get goal side of his man. He's just, the Wolves player has ran into him to an extent. The same with the Bednarek one. It's neither of those are penalties. And yet, but because what, they were what, trying to be yeah. sincere. If David what Luiz principle are you applying back, to get to that result? What principle do we need to see applied to, in order to get to that result? Because well, both it, instances well, in, are very in order similar. For, do you mean in order for the rules to be changed and, and like if, the refs? It doesn't have to be a hard and fast exact rule, but what what is the sort of the the ideal or the or the value that we're applying in order to to get that? Because it's a, it is a hard one. Like I agree with you, they're so harsh and they probably shouldn't be penalties because well, I mean the, the, the striker has as much to do with the contact. As the uh, as the player, as the defender, and they're both innocuous. Um, I, th- I think the key with them as well is that they were red cards because yeah. if David Luiz and Jan Bednarek had slid through the back of their man with no honest attempt at the ball, that is more likely to have been a yellow card than them literally running trying to get goal side. And I, I just think this is an interesting one because it adds the context again. Whenever you talk about yeah. intent, it's kind of like well. Do we give in the context that we know that if if we're taking into account intent, do we can we think, oh well, we know that David Louise is quite uh, quite wise, um, mm. and he could be wise to try and make it look like he's not actually trying to clip the player, even though he is in fact trying to clip the player, which is is hard. On the other hand, when you're judging intent, you could look at it objectively and just say, well, even if in his mind, we're thinking, oh, he might be trying to clip that player. From everything he's doing on the outside and everything he's done, there is no indication that that he's trying to clip the player. So it's two coming. It's a coming together of legs. It's like in Formula One, like a racing incident. Neither party benefits. They both came into each other. No, 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 no foul. No red card. No penalty. Well, would they be given this year under the new rules? Because could no. is David Luiz's shin clipping someone's stud enough for somebody to come down is Jan Bender 
they say like is it enough contact for a penalty i don't know if it's enough to go down but like i think it was i don't think it's necessarily enough for that wolves player to go down but that's enough for him to fluff his shot up like he's basically about to score unless leno makes an amazing save and then if you had but you had context to that is you can always say oh leno could have made the save so it's again you just add context. that's true but then you talk about it as a goal scoring opportunity yeah as a goal scoring opportunity but but in terms of yeah but like that's the defender's job. The defender's job is to not let him have such an easy shot. Do you True. see what I mean? In terms of if you if you say, oh, it's a goal scoring opportunity. Well, you know, mm-hmm. it is the defender's job to make that. The attacker difficult. can't be entitled to have a completely unencumbered goal scoring opportunity whenever the time they raise their leg to take a shot yeah. like that Wolves player could rate could have be trying to take a shot in a completely ridiculous circumstance. Um, so, and it doesn't matter whether it's inside or outside the box. If David Luiz was the last man, then under last year's rules, we don't know how they'll necessarily be applied this time. It would still have been a, a red card. So if, if say he was on the halfway line, in, was would that be a red card? No. Uh, well, this is this is different. If you're bringing it back to my mental image of that of that soccer goal, the thing with the I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> the thing with the Saka one he was he was quite far out to the side there was some cover I think I, I didn't think that was a um, that was a red card personally I think the referee got that correct um, I think it was just as cynical as another sort of counter-attacking challenge and it's you know it's hard when there is you've got this 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 binary of yellow card red card there isn't kind of a spectrum that you can sit it on pardon an orange orange card card. you know the the lgbtq plus card every single we don't have a spectrum like like um like the rainbow um uh so it's it's more difficult in when it comes to that scenario because if something is just short of a red card then it's a yellow card. Even think, though that seems unjust, you either get a yellow card or a red card. And if it's just short of a red card, even if it's much, much closer to a red card than it is a yellow card, it still just comes out as a yellow. I think there's a real, you know, I think there's a, a danger with having little, applying little context or applying too much context. For example, if you apply yeah. context and take away you know the hard cold measurements in terms of the david louise and the quantitative incidents yeah Um, quantitative or qualitative then then they are not red cards and they're not penalties if you have if you apply context to them but then in the game i saw the other night in the uh leicester west ham game um I think it was Perez, was it, that was sent off? Then if you have too much context and you say Perez, well, he's slipping. You know, the guy's already put a bit of contact on him before. He's slipping and he goes over the the top of the guy's shin because he's slipping. Then that's too much context. And that's dangerous then because then, oh, you say, oh, that's not a red. We can't give him a red card because we see context. We see He's slipping. He doesn't have too much control and there's no malicious intent to it. So, yeah. like you say, there needs to be a, 
a spectrum because I don't think you can be one end or the other. I don't think you can purely have context or you can purely have hard rules that you need to stick to. So what you're saying is that you're coming out officially as non-binary. <laughs> in oh, football I'm terms, joking. yes. In <laughs> in you're, you're a football non-binary. You're a trailblazer. Um, yeah, no, I, I think I think that's the, the ultimate middle ground, isn't it? Um, that you hope that the referees apply. I agree. But then there's always, everybody's different and there's always subjective you know people see it in subjective ways so then there's always going to be controversy some people aren't nothing you can do about that some people think ronaldo's better than chris wood but what can you do you can have differing opinions you can yeah there's nothing you can do there's nothing you can do to deny fact (laughs) and logic and reason and quantitative measures mental images and all that discussion that's the ultimate camp that's the ultimate formula of success <laughs> oh and so she back passes oh look at that incredible i said two years ago that so she's a weak link anyway you also said two three years ago it was a penalty wow <laughs> this is astounding wow if there's anywhere to end i would suggest that but feel free to um add something else instead well, I see perhaps i'll say that you you that my genius is only outmatched by the genius of uh the other two people in this in this skype call so humble. no didn't 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 move you oh, okay because <laughs> you know it you know i don't mean it <laughs> <laughs> no of course of course i mean it i think that's probably a good place to end it i see it's uh you know almost one hour 45 and that concludes the law segment <laughs> of our show <laughs> all right adam to right you, time for the history section now okay i'm just gonna put my microphone on mute and do a power nap all right that wake me up in an hour so the history of uh penalties 